Welcome to On the Island. We are back again for Survivor Week number 11. There's only two weeks left after this. We got a, one more episode and then however long the finale is, I'm sure it'll be many hours and many minutes. <laughs> anyway, I'm Taylor Gaines. As always, I have not changed my name at any point. And I'm here without my normal co-host, Tyler B. Commons. We'll be hearing from him a little bit later in the episode. He told me he was going to chime in for anywhere from 2 to 11 minutes. So I'm excited to see how many minutes it is. <laughs> or how many hours, like the finale. I don't know. Anyway, this week we're doing a very special episode. Survivor did its family visit. And just like last year, we're going to do our family visit. Last season, I had my father on. This year, we're going back to... The last time this person was on was April 2017, so it's been two full years, but I have seen her in the meantime because our guest today always says, being a mother is nothing but willpower and pain. It's my mom, Donna Gaines. Hi, everyone. Glad to be back here on the island. How are you? Good, Taylor. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I uh, am... Getting increasingly worried about how one-sided this season is going, or like how one-sided the editing is. Like, I feel like they want Rick to be like a hero. (laughs) I think they have made him look like a good guy. Think of everything he's been through. He's the only one back from the edge, which was missing from this episode. (laughs) Entirely. (laughs) And he's won some immunities, he's had some idols, and had a great ending to the show. I guess before we talk about, like, the strategy and the just everything that went into this vote and and whether Rick should actually be getting credit for everything that's happening or how we feel about him, how are we feeling about him as, like, a person? Do we like him or are we annoyed by him? We as you and me. Oh, well, I guess in this case, we, <laughs> we as, as you. The community. I... <laughs> um, he doesn't bother me. He seems like an all-around nice guy. That one episode, which I don't remember, it's more towards the beginning where he started to let his feelings dictate his play. I thought he was going down the wrong path, but I feel like he's changed his strategy, and he could be on a winning path, except for. Nobody likes them. I, it's weird. Like the, this is kind of what I was getting at a minute ago. The editing is like, this guy's great, but everything we've seen happen with his castmates, whether they actually don't like him or not, is just kind of like, we don't want you here. And for me, I mean, you, you know this probably from my experience as a newspaper reporter. I just don't really like TV news people. I feel like they're all really fake and cheesy and... I, I I can't stop thinking about this Twitter video I saw early on in the season where the press was allowed to be there for the first immunity challenge or reward challenge, I think. And there was a video of Devin's saying like, oh yeah, I'm the Kool-Aid man or something. And it was at a separate time than when he said that in what made it onto the air. So like there was recorded proof that he had two separate times used this weird rehearsed line where he's like oh yeah i'm the kool-aid man and i just i just always think of that like he's just sitting rehearsing like even in this episode the moment where he turns around he's like 
What? You wanted to embarrass me in front of my kids so that they think I'm an idiot? You want to make me look stupid? And then he's like, except. <laughs> and it's entertaining, but it just, uh, it, it just, oh, it all rings a little hollow to me when it's like TV news people. And then I saw Angelina talking on Twitter, Angelina from last season, who oh, was yeah. like vilified. She basically said, imagine if a man was doing the, or imagine if a woman was doing the exact things Rick was doing, if they would be like a charming hero or if they would be like a villain, which I don't know. So you're saying every time he does his confessionals and pulls the news anchor out? Yeah, I don't love that. (laughs) I think you did. Um, I mean, all around, though, this has not been my favorite season uh, compared to, obviously, last season, which we thought was one of the best. So there's, there's not a lot of highlights to play on, I don't think. Yeah, and I guess we can start with the fact that there are now essentially six people left who are all on their own. We have Aurora, Victoria, Julie, Rick, Gavin, and Lauren. And because of the way the strategy has played out this year, it's just been one alliance turning on itself after another. And now we're basically left with people who have voted together a few times, but there's not really any strong pairs or trios or anything. No, and I think that alludes to the fact that Kama was so strong at the beginning that there was no gameplay from them. And I don't even think it's like the one season where voting blocks was a big thing. It's just random voting each week with however they feel that week. Even though they say they're strategizing and thinking of the next vote, I don't think they're thinking of the next vote. Yeah, it's like every vote they make helps them in that moment and not really any further past that a lot of the time. And Stephen Fishback made an interesting point in his column that I've heard referenced in different ways in different seasons, but apparently this group saw Ghost Island before they went out. Like, that was the last season they had a chance to see before recording. Okay. So the idea is that they saw Wendell and Dom cakewalk to the end because they they held such a strong alliance that there seems to be, like, a reactionary thing going on where they're all just turning against every alliance that they have. And his point was essentially like, if anything, this proves that alliances are critical because it's disastrous when you turn on your alliance so soon and everyone who has done so has been voted out successively. Except for the returners who had a target on their back from the beginning. Yeah, that's... I feel. That's a whole... Gosh, this this season just is too many things to me. Like, we've talked about this before with, with Ty, but like, returners, weird edge twist... Like, no alliances happening. It's, like, too much of a mess. I, th- I think it's been entertaining at times, but the the editing has been so one-sided that I feel like all of a sudden we're left with, like, Rick versus everyone. Yes. But there's... And there's no group in everyone because... Well, I'm probably jumping ahead, but after the immunity challenge, all of a sudden, people who thought they were together changed their mind and thought, nope, I'm going to go this way because I wasn't picked by Ron... But. Yeah, so let's let's start. Let's go back to that. Let's start at the beginning because this was the family visit episode, obviously. Yes. Uh, as is this episode of this podcast, and. But I won't splash water on you. <laughs> and uh, it started with 
a challenge that the family got to participate in, which, thank God, it's like way more entertaining when the family gets to do it rather than have them just fly all the way out there and just sit there. Yes. Do you feel like they really hovered over each family member greeting each other? That seemed like a very long section. Yeah, I feel like it's gotten longer every year where like they cut so fast from the beginning of the episode to the thing that they're like, we got to get as much family time in as possible. And then there was a really weird moment later in the episode that felt like I was learning how to edit a TV show myself or something where they were in camp and then all of a sudden they were at immunity and he was like, all right, let's do this. And was like, I felt, I thought I missed something. I like backed up the TV, but yeah. So out of those reunions, uh, just from a, an emotional standpoint, did any of them stand out to you? Did they make you cry? Um, they usually do make me tear up. The one that stood out to me, we're going to go back to Rick. I felt like he was, you know, obviously glad to see his wife. They had their moment together. But I didn't see a lot of emotion like we did with everyone else. That uncontrollable, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in 30 days emotion like it's been, I haven't seen you in a year. You know, I think we've mentioned this last time, being in the military. Yeah, we we heard the other side of this last time. You know, you learn how to be apart from someone, and yes, you miss them, and yes, you're glad to see them. And maybe it's different when you're stranded on an island with strangers, but sometimes I think the reactions are a little overplayed. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, I still am always hesitant to criticize because I have no idea what... I can't imagine how like deranged I would feel in my brain in that situation. Because if I don't sleep for a few days, I feel like I'm losing my mind. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you missed the last time we did a family visit episode, my dad was on. He was in the Air Force for 20 years and was deployed, what, three, three times? Well, really deployed once to Saudi Arabia for four months. That was the longest. <laughs> yeah, so we got him beat. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... So the most tear-jerking one, I would have to say, was Gavin and his wife, Carly, um, because that's the first, probably, we actually learned a little bit about Gavin. Yeah, it's only been 11 weeks of the show, um, but So something. we learned he had to change his wedding and yeah. got married two days prior to leaving for Survivor. And if, if I remember correctly from the preseason, he didn't tell the people invited to his wedding why they moved it because he wasn't allowed to. So they were just like, surprise, we're changing the wedding. And also we're not going on our honeymoon so that he can go on Survivor. And uh, it, was a, it was a cool moment. I think the other one that stood out to me was Victoria meeting her dad, who I think his name was Rock, which is what I have written down. But oh, I thought it was Ralph. Rock, Ralph. Something with an R. Okay. <laughs> but he said, you look like a freckle. And then she said, you smell good. And then he said, that's bug spray. <laughs> I just found that to be an enjoyable brief exchange. But uh, Lauren wouldn't let go of her dad, Joey. That was entertaining. Julie Th- they was were all an nice. emotional wreck. They were all nice. Yes. Did you catch Jeff's comment when Ron got to see his husband? Here comes Lloyd. Let's see who married you. <laughs> Let's see who married you. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way you can pronounce that sentence where it's not like <laughs> a criticism. Sounds like a criticism. Let's see who married you. Let's see who married you. No, I don't know. I feel like it's just a bad sentence. It, it just didn't sound right when they had that on the air. And I also feel like the way Jeff says love, I've seen people tweet about this before, but it just always cracks me up. 
It's it's almost like he's incapable of just saying the word love because he's like, love. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some love. <laughs> oh. Anyway, the reward was perfectly fine. I actually wanted to ask you, I feel like winning the loved one's reward is not good not smart i almost feel like i would throw the loved ones challenge it's funny that you say that because um i was reading a little recap um on entertainment weekly and dalton ross is that author and he was saying you should purposely throw that challenge because though you want to see your family who wants the family visit because you're going to pick people to be with you. You're going to deny people from having the chance to be with their family. And no matter how much it's a game, that's going to hurt. And in a way, that's going to affect how they feel in the vote. And we saw well, that with Lauren and Victoria. Because on paper, Ron made the safest move. He was like, here's my closest ally. I'll bring her. And then the guy who everybody's crying about, I'll bring him. Like, who could be mad? And that didn't even work either. Gavin wound up using two votes against Ron. <laughs> so, like, it just seems like It didn't work useless. either way for him. Like, you're better off just losing and, and it was leaving it to somebody else. And it was pointed out that maybe going back to Rick, was he playing that challenge smart by just throwing the bucket of water on his wife every time and watching how everyone else was doing and not winning that challenge? Yet another way where I feel like the show is just showing him sometimes, where they're like pausing to have him talk to his wife and be like hey how are you <laughs> like, it, it, that was funny but uh yeah that challenge was weird i felt like all they were doing was running to the water and back but they were all like dead i was i was wondering if they were editing out like the five mile part of that run and yet again a reward challenge where it was like terrible it was like hey go to the beach and eat some fried chicken like what happened to the budget for this show i don't understand it we talk about this almost every week <laughs> uh Fried chicken and pie, but I don't even remember seeing them eat the pie. And yes, there used to be... I mean, remember the auction? The years of the auction? When oh, they I missed the for, auction. They don't do it anymore. They don't do that anymore. That was just a fun uh, reward challenge. But yeah, it used to be these huge smorgasbord tables overloaded with choices of all these delicious foods. And now they get one big pile of something. Or they it didn't like, even look like good fried chicken. But they would, like, go places, too. They would be like, you're going to take a luxury helicopter ride to the top of a mountain, and then you're going to eat a bunch of filet mignon, and they're going <laughs> to serve it to you from the local Fiji pond or whatever. Because <laughs> you serve filet mignon from spa ponds. the <laughs> challenge was, here, let's rub mud on each other instead of going get a massage and a lovely spa treatment. I don't know. We've had Chinese food as a reward this season. I mean, I love Chinese food. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just been really weird. But I guess if you haven't eaten for days, it's a good reward to them. Oh, anything. Anything, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, the thing that stood out to me from that reward was watching Ron brag about how great he was doing and how much he was dictating the game i felt like last week we talked about how it seemed like ron and rick were the two favorites being pitted against each other and then very quickly it felt that ron was being positioned as way too confident and way too evil and i thought they laid it on like a little thick even at some points where he was talking to 
his husband, and he was just saying, I have lied in this game, I have cheated, I have manipulated people, and I know I'm a threat in this game. And there was a point in Tribal and where... And did the other people not hear them? They looked awful close. <laughs> the magic of editing, I suppose. But there was a moment in Tribal, too, where Jeff asked him like kind of a vague question about like how people, how alliances were working, or, or like who he felt like he should have taken on the reward challenge and he specifically was like i feel bad about victoria and lauren and i thought it was strange that they edited it in a way where he seemed to be only talking about those two and it it kind of that was the moment where i was like oh he's going home because those two are orchestrating this thing to get him voted out and victoria for at least the second time this game to my memory helping make a pretty big move earlier in the game took aubrey out and now uh leading the way for blindsiding ron in a spot where i guess he felt too safe Yes. Has he really been in any type of alliance with Aurora, though? Ron? Yes. I feel like she's been, like, a loner. Yeah, I don't really know where she is. I I don't have, like, statistics in front of me of who voted when for who, but she feels like she's just kind of wandering around and doesn't care what people think about her, which which is fine, but it seems like she doesn't have much of a hold on anything there was a weird moment this week where someone was like we don't want to take aurora to the end she's dangerous and what they've shown us is like not that so i i don't know what to make of her entirely That she's not dangerous yeah like i don't feel like she's made a case to be the winner or anything mm, probably not a case to be the winner but has, does anyone that's left have a great case to be the winner maybe a moment or two but as I look down at the remaining names, Gavin, has he done anything big yet? I guess he helped this week. <laughs> I, th- um, this is the confusing thing about everyone making all these big moves so quickly is like we're basically left with Rick, who is really showy and the jury seems to love. The jury, by the way, is annoying me. <laughs> I don't know if, if that bothers you, but when they cut to the jury and they're all like standing and they're like... I wrote that down. <laughs> the jurors' reactions have been very lively. Um, and even though we know they can't talk to the players, the players are reading their faces. And Yeah, like what's the... And are they all going to be the jury that votes? Do we know that for sure yet? Like Reem I... was on the game for three days, <laughs> but she's going to have a choice in who's winning the million dollars when she doesn't really... Know who's left on the final three? It feels like if you stay, you're on the jury. My real question is, once they let the last person back on, then what? Do they get to go home and shower and still be on the jury? Or do you have to keep living on the island to to still be on the jury? That would be fun. But but then everybody would leave. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's just (laughs) torture for them. Are they still just climbing the stairs to get one cup of rice a day? Or have they increased the allotment because there's so many people out there waiting thinking they're getting back in the game? And are they really going to get back in the game? What is the special delivery going to be next week? This is the other thing. We saw zero of Edge of Extinction time this week. And it's like, if you're going to have one of these people come into the game, I feel like we should be seeing them maybe. Instead of just like, surprise, this person's back. It's like watching Game of Thrones or something. (laughs) like Someone you haven't seen in five seasons just shows up. But you bring up a good point too about like how lively they are. Like, Can you imagine... I guess it's just because they use the word jury that makes me think this. If you're like in a courtroom and the uh, the defense is like questioning a witness or something, and people in the jury are like standing up and like, oh, oh, oh my god, <laughs> like, 
What would, how would that work? How is this supposed to be an objective jury? And are they just doing that? So the players think, oh, they're on my side. I'm doing good. And then that's not even where they're thinking their vote's going to go. I, I couldn't And if one you. of them does come back at this point, do you really think they're going to be in the final three to win a million dollars when these other people have been playing the game and not waiting for the game to get back to them? Yeah, it kind of feels like it's too late. <laughs> like they should have brought at this point. They yeah, should have brought them back. Like there's only six people left. Like I don't remember what week Rick had the chance to come back, but at least he's had a it lot of gameplay. It was right around play. the merge, right? Somewhere around then. Right I think before, it, right? No, after. it was at it was right at the merge. At the merge. Yeah, yeah, same episode. Okay, so he's had a chance to play the game. How can someone who comes back at this point, have they outplayed? Nope. They've outsat on the edge of (laughs) extinction. Have they outwitted? No, because they haven't had interaction with them. Have they outlasted? Yes, they've outlasted complete boredom on the edge of extinction. But the people who are in the main part of the game are doing all three that makes the ultimate survivor. Edge of extinction. Outsit? (laughs) <laughs> out sleep, out self analyze. <laughs> just sit there and talk about things they could have changed. Yeah, it, it's weird. I, I don't know what's going to happen and if it's going to even matter. My, my instinct, given how little we're seeing of it, is that the person who comes back is not going to matter. I don't think or, so. Or else they would have maybe shown it more. But with the people who are left, I wanted to touch on what you said before about like who can win. <laughs> and I think we're in a world now with so many people having been voted out that. Rick is a heavy favorite, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Okay. And then Gavin, Lauren, and Victoria, specifically to me, feel like people who have been smart enough and been on the right side of the vote enough that, like, they're a couple moves away from being able to say, like, make me the winner. I agree with that. Like, but, they've met, maybe done one thing here or there or been that positive undercurrent somewhere else. And then, like, Julie and Aurora, I feel less no. strongly about. What has Julie done? She She's helped, tagged along? She helped impact the huge shift in the game when they voted Julia out. When she kind of was like, I'm going over here. And she ran over and sat on someone's lap. But I, I've, it's hard to say. Like, I don't know how close she was. That was an emotional moment in that crazy tribal council. That wasn't yeah. a planned strategic move. I don't know how close she was with Ron and some of the stuff they were doing early on. Maybe you could give her some half credit for a lot of that stuff. But yeah, she just exactly. feels half like credit. it's just I don't know how you give anyone a lot of credit for anything for like what's happened other than like Rick has just been basically showboating his way through and being on the wrong side of the vote almost every time. But like still being viewed as this huge like favorite where like this week <laughs> he voted for her. <laughs> Aurora and no one else voted for her and all he did was play his idol and save himself and meanwhile there's all this real strategy happening where Victoria and Lauren and Gavin are orchestrating this huge vote out of Ron and it seems like Rick just got all the credit anyway from the jury's reaction to everything. Oh and then they showed the one scene at camp where he's like hey anybody want to talk? Anybody want to plan the vote? And yeah, like he's out. He's so out of it. Crickets chirping because he knew right then and there nobody had any desire to discuss anything with him. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I feel like one of two things are happening. They're either getting really lazy with this season's editing and just kind of like not showing us enough of these people who are also still in because they're setting up something else that we haven't really seen yet. Or... 
they're trying so hard to not have people be like, oh, I can tell this is a winner's edit. Like, this is the person who's going to win, that they're actually just blinding us. Because that's like, if Rick gets voted out, then you're basically left with five people who are like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Because didn't you think at the beginning that War Dog was kind of getting a yeah. lot of edit time or winner edit time? A lot of and people who have gotten good edits are gone. Yes. The returnees had a lot of edit. Um, War Dog, we saw a lot. I think, I want to say it was a couple weeks in before I even knew Aurora was on the show. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, who is that? And like you and Ty have been saying all along, we don't know these people. We don't have that connection like, I like him, I don't like her, I'm voting for them to win, I'm, you know. That's... We don't have a big backstory on any of them that's the thing that confuses me about like they have so many hours and surely like so many interesting moments they could pull from i don't know if they're afraid to present complicated characters to people where like you show people liking rick one time and not liking him another time or something where they just want to show us like the easiest version of events but like everyone feels so one note to me like ron this week i felt got smashed into like a very evil like manipulative character and gavin uh, actually you know i'm trying to say this whole theory that i'm thinking about but then there's all these people i just don't think anything about so it's just like really confusing i think they just need to not be afraid to let us like a lot of the people because even like julia when she got voted out me and ty talked about this like everyone in the show was like she's a huge threat we got to get her out and we're like she is? Why? We didn't, we didn't see, see that. We didn't see her for the first, what, three weeks? Yeah, she didn't even talk for four weeks or something. And it's just weird. I, I don't know entirely what to make of it. I'm hoping because there are so many people left that we haven't seen that much of that it'll round out a little bit. But then again, maybe they'll just show Devons for 20 minutes and Edge of Extinction for 10 minutes, and then we'll see just as much of these other people as but we But we probably do. have, what, three hours of airtime left? Yeah. Probably something like that. An hour that. next week and a two-hour finale? Two hours usually runs quite a bit over in my memory, but yeah. Because the reunion show is almost faded into nothing. Yeah, the reunion show is basically just part of the episode now. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, a good two weeks away. It's, it's, it's crazy. The season's wrapping up, and it feels like the momentum is dying out to me. I don't know. If, <laughs> how do you feel about it? Did the momentum ever pick up? It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely been really stops and starts. I don't know. It's it's a hard season to talk about because there's, like I said before, there's so many things going on and there's so few interesting characters left that I don't really know what to make of it. Let's let's try to make some sense of it. Well, uh, did you have any other notes you wanted to to get into? Yes. Oh, well, go ahead. What about Aurora going through the bag? Oh, the bag. How oh, there's two things. Okay, there's two things we forgot to talk about. How awkward the whole episode was. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the episode was awkward. Um, yeah, that was fun. I. That's another thing. Like, if Aurora is doing stuff like that, shouldn't we find Aurora more interesting than we do? <laughs> like, and she was just like, "Yep, I was doing it." Do you think she was embarrassed that she got caught or not? She did not look at it at all. <laughs> do you think she did? I, I couldn't tell if she was just doubling down where she was like, I'm not embarrassed, or if she actually wasn't, but she was scary. <laughs> yeah, so Rick totally caught her red-handed because, like you said, he's the one they all want out, 
and he was off doing something and there's the three of them just going through his bag and they found something but i don't even remember what they found an old they found like his old immunity clue or something yeah one of those old envelopes that's actually another thing we, we should talk about which is ron giving rick the expired like immunity menu that he got at the very beginning of the game in an attempt i guess to get rick back on his side but it was expired and he tried to play it and it didn't work so then i don't really know that seemed like a like a low upside move <laughs> like to... right because i feel like in the end was he not going to try it and he was able to try it find out it was expired expose that to everyone on the jury but in the end, we know. I don't even think we said officially who went home. <laughs> that Ron went home after Rick used his idol. Yeah, and Rick and who? his idol, by the way, he found by climbing on top of camp, basically in the middle of the night. That was an that was an intense scene for once. I I, I enjoyed like people getting up and looking to see what was happening, and then just going back to sleep. Do you think the camera crew is just like up all night recording? People they must sleeping, be. or I mean, maybe they just know, because did I think they showed maybe Aurora and Gavin hearing the noise, especially when his belt got caught and he got stuck on the tree at that one point, and they kind of look around, maybe like they're thinking, was that an animal? What is that? And they cover their face again and roll over. So he climbed up the tree, in the dark, found the idol. Nobody realized it. They searched his bag too wisely. Soon. <laughs> Kept it quiet. Yeah, there was a moment where he was like, I'm going to tell everybody. And then he was like, oh, no, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, so Jeff said in Tribal Council that this season has felt like a pinball machine. And I thought he was even more accurate than he realized. Like, this this podcast itself feels like a pinball machine from week to week, trying to, like, make sense of what's happening and what's good and what's and what's just nonsense. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out, and I'm hoping we can get to know some of these people better. Obviously, my winner pick, Lauren, is still in, so I guess that's exciting. But and who uh, is Ty's winner pick? Ty's winner pick was Julia. Oh, so he's done. Well, maybe not. Maybe oh, she'll be she back. she can be back. And she could win the whole thing. <laughs> it, is, it is getting increasingly glaring that Wendy and Keith are the only two people the whole season who have quit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. I don't know if that reflects poorly on them or if, if anybody really cares, but it's it's crazy to think that we could essentially have all but two people on the jury slash final three. We could. <laughs> and none of them have gotten to Ponderosa to eat or shower yet. I know. I miss it. I miss all the Ponderosa videos. I do too. <laughs> I miss exit interviews. We have nothing to, to read anymore other than these long recaps. <laughs> And boring Jeff Probst interviews. I read his interview today. It was just like, a loved one visit. Classic. So good. Emotion. Love. <laughs> I just I don't know what to make of him. He's a robot. Anyway. He loves his show. He's always positive <laughs> about it. But, yeah. But think about it. Well, one thing we forgot to say about Aurora is that she gave Gavin that extra vote. So she tried to get some trust in him by giving up the advantage she had. I feel like she's just, we keep talking about Aurora in these vague ways. I feel like she's just playing harder than we're getting to see. And they're just not editing 
all of her moves. Yeah, because she's not going to win. <laughs> or I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's, let's, let's figure out who we like. I think we should do our power rankings. Before we do, Ty is going to pop in real quick and tell you what he thought this week about Survivor Edge of Extinction. Hey, Ty. Ah, it's my time. Here I go, all by my lonesome. So here is my short little perspective on this episode. Um, It was a good episode. Rick Devins is playing out of his mind. And I think this is something I realized this episode is Rick is now like the old guy of the season. Taylor and I always talk about having older people who aren't just the young, pretty bodies and bikinis and board shorts but like people with life experience and Devin's has that Devin's is fun and Devin's knows who he is and he is taking that role and playing it really well it was awesome seeing him play his idol Ron going home after winning the loved ones challenge I loved that uh, challenge that they had Devin's knew he and his wife weren't winning so he's like hey babe how's it going how's things back home and like it was fun it's fun to see who Devin's is Ron uh, one that gave Garrett a mini honeymoon. That was touching. It was fun to see that. Um, this is just my like hot take. I guess if I have to have a hot take for the episode. But it feels like I love how everybody is a gamer and in it and playing their butts off. But we're to the point of the show where it's becoming too game show and less reality show because we've noticed everybody walking away and maybe because the stakes aren't so high and they know they're going to be on the jury or or whatever it may be but everyone's like oh good job guys you got me i love all of you when in the past like people legit hated each other and it was my alliance against your alliance and we hate you because blah 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 and people throwing rice in the fire and like heated explosive encounters and we're not getting that i like it's super awesome to see a bunch of players coming and playing you know like victoria's playing aurora is playing her game now julie's playing her game sort of and gavin is been at the center of the last two weeks essentially with decisions to make and it's great that these people are out there playing survivor but i wish there was more like heart and emotion and just raw anger i think that's missing but it was a good episode um i like the outcome i love watching the jury like react to everything and devins is great at playing that up and i love seeing aubrey freak out about everything i love seeing julia um throw her hands in the air my winner pick even though she's still on the edge you know she could come back But yeah, overall, it was a good episode, but I just think that that's where Survivor's at, where like, there's too many good players looking to blindside every single week, and there's not visceral lines drawn between people where they just don't like each other, and I want that. So, that's it. That's all I got. Tyler B. Commons, out. Ah, terrible opinions as always. Welcome back to the show. Mom. Taylor. Do you have a top three ready? I do. Who's your number three player? We only have six left, but who's your number three for this week? My number three is going to be Victoria. We're going to go with Victoria because like we kind of mentioned before, she's done a couple things to build her resume, so to speak. Um, I don't think she's done anything wrong. She doesn't have anyone 
on her bad side, really. Um, she seems like the quiet but possibly deadly type because when she is in a confessional, she does sound smart about the strategies that she has employed during the game. How about you? Number three? My number three is Lauren for kind of similar reasons. I feel like she's never really been in danger. She yeah. Has she played her idol? Does she still have that? She still has it. She's just been holding on to that and has recovered from Wardog blowing up the trio that they had pretty well. And now that it's an individual game, I don't feel like she's really in a bad spot. And out of all the people that are left, I trust her like intellect more than most, I think. I, I just like where she is. And I trust her more than other people. So uh, she's my number three. My number two, though, is Victoria. Just to jump ahead, because you just mentioned her already. I feel like she has literally orchestrated some moves already and done a similar thing where she's kind of floated to the middle a lot and never found herself in the wrong corner. I don't think her name has been written down that much, if ever. And yeah, both of them give off just like a quiet intellectual vibe to me that they could just be making things happen. I mean, they made this week's move happen and they're not even really getting credit for it. Exactly. So I did the, we had the opposite two, three. So I put Lauren at number two. I think we're basically on the same page with both Victoria and Lauren. And we do have to remember that she got that immunity idol at the beginning and there were episodes when I was like, play it, play it. And due to scenes we did not see, she knew better and she didn't play it. So she still has that to possibly get her through a vote if she needs it next week. And she's fairly strong. So if there's a physical challenge, she might pull herself through with that as well. Hell of a physical challenge this week. Looked very painful. They were just it wasn't like physical, it was another balance challenge. Yeah, but that was like a that was that looked like some kind of P ninety X workout or something where you're like hold yourself in between these walls for as long as possible. And after 50 minutes, I think it was Lauren and Gavin were the two left and they just looked like they were in so much pain. <laughs> yes, they lasted 50 minutes. And well, look when Julia got down, or Julie got Julie, down. Yeah, she couldn't and she walk. she had to get carried off. And I think Aurora was in similar pain. Not that I'm saying those challenges look easy, but I feel like all the challenges towards the end of the season are balanced challenges. So you're saying, give us more puzzles. Throw in a physical challenge. <laughs> little variety. How about number one? I think we probably have the same number one at this point, given what we've talked about. Okay. <laughs> Would you want to count it down? Three, two, one. Rick. Rick. Yeah. Finally, we can line up our voices perfectly because we're not recording over the internet. Mother and son on the same page. All right. So we think Rick because he is edited the, as the strongest player right now. The jury now. loves him. The jury was, as you were, they couldn't see, but as you were standing up and moving <laughs> around, the jury was like dancing and smiling and pointing and giving him eye contact. And he's got David on the jury who he was close to. And I think maybe they had one disagreement at one point in the season, but overcame it. And he's just, he hung out with a lot of them. He, he's been to Extinction and back. <laughs> So they know that he made it back from extinction. And like I said before, he's won two immunities. He had 
the half idol. He had a full idol full this idol. week. <laughs> so from the editing we're seeing, he seems like the strongest player, though everybody who is currently still playing is not a fan of his. If they take him out, it's going to make things actually interesting because this feels like a poor man's Ben Drebergen kind of vibe right now where it's like if he just keeps winning, he's just going to win. And that's always boring. But hopefully I'll be wrong. Maybe it'll be interesting. It's been a, a season, if nothing else, full of random twists and turns. So who knows? And in the preview, they have him, I wrote, Rick running wild. They have him running through the woods. We don't know why. Maybe he has to look for another idol. Maybe he's in trouble again. Surely Edge ends next week, right? It has to. It, it almost <laughs> definitely has to. Because we'll have probably one challenge next week and we'll be down to the last five but if you bring someone back then we'll you back just stay at six six but isn't the final episode usually a few vote outs i feel like it's five or six depends hopefully they bring somebody back next week and just put this uh, out of its misery we can figure out who who's gonna come back because they they haven't been showing a lot of action there i think aubrey maybe has an advantage to whatever the oh, challenge yeah. so is. she's been practicing with those ropes for weeks for now, right? For weeks. <laughs> like, surely. <laughs> At least two or three weeks. <laughs> no, so it was good. Was it two episodes ago? So at least six to nine days, she's had an advantage that she's been practicing with some ropes behind the rocks. So surely there's something going to happen with the edge of Extinction People and our remaining main game survivor players. Yeah. One thing I wanted to comment on is this this came out yesterday. Survivor season 39 the the Survivor spoiler website has officially figured out I guess sort of what's going to happen. Oh, I read this. It's the insidesurvivor.com. We should comment on this, I suppose. Season 39 is going to be called this is still a rumor, I guess, but they're usually right on this website. Island of the Idols. The twist will see former winners Rob Mariano and Sandra Diaz Twine acting as advisors for 20 new castaways. The Island of the Idols title serves as a double meaning, referring to both hidden immunity idols and advantages, as well as the involvement of Rob and Sandra, who will reside on the titular island. Throughout the season, players will be sent to the Island of the Idols via various methods, and while there, they have a chance to gain advice and advantages from the pair of past champions. Think of it as sort of like Ghost Island, except of being populated by cursed props of Survivor Past. Boston Rob and Queen Sandra haunt the hallowed grounds. They're not active players and they won't have a chance to win. And their involvement in the season will be a secret to the cast, at least for a while. Those who were sent to the island will obviously learn that they're there. But as far as Inside Survivor has learned, the players are encouraged to keep Rob and Sandra a secret upon returning to camp. Oh, I was going to say that. So that was a reward once in when Debbie got to speak Game to changers, Cochran. right? Last um, time you were on. Oh, look at that. <laughs> um, but will they be able to give them... Because every survivor is so different. Like yeah. you were just saying tonight. There's been no alliance, bonds, voting blocks. It's just... It's a different type of vote every week. So if they're not even in the game... They're not seeing the game. They're hiding on idol. What did you call it? It's island Islands of, of the, the idols. Idols. And are they the idol, or they're going to get an idol? I think both. 
Okay. There will be idols, and they will serve as idols, I suppose. I mean, I give Survivor credit for being on the air for so long and trying to keep changing it up. Yeah. It's always... They just miss a lot. <laughs> I think it's just weird. It's but like they try. Like you said, the show is so dynamic that they might as well put me and Ty out there and be like, hey, uh, yeah, we can give you advice. We watch the show every year. Like, how helpful are they really going to be? <laughs> like... They're just going to be, like, trying to understand the dynamics from another place and tell them what to do. That's like telling someone, like, I don't know, what move they should make while they're playing Monopoly. Like, something that's, like, not that strategic. I don't even understand it. I don't know. I don't think... Well... We'll see. Maybe it works. It's just going to be a build-up to their huge season 40 where they're going to... So, Boston, Rob, and Sandra are already going to be there for the supposed all-winner episode. Do we think they're going to be on that season, too? I don't know. They're already in Fiji. <laughs> I guess. That would be interesting. Because that's number 40 is supposed to be All champions winners. only. Rob is a winner, right? I believe he's a one-time winner. I, yeah, yeah. I always think I always but think he's won multiple time times, player, but then I remember that his wife was the one who actually won. Before they were. Yeah, he like proposed to her so he could make sure he won the million, right? Yes. <laughs> that's my memory of it. <laughs> um, and they were also like on... Amazing race. So mm. he's been on a lot of reality shows. Oh, I guess you're my correspondent for this week. You're the one watching the Amazing Race, and they're populated with a lot of survivors this year, right? How's there that? There are um, three survivor duos: uh, Rupert and his wife from Blood versus Water have already left the race. Oh, left. <laughs> like they just walked off? No, they uh, were the last team to arrive, so they were eliminated last week. Oh. And he did say that The Amazing Rice was much harder than Survivor. And I can't think of the names of the other. They're older Survivors. The kind that you are like, huh, I've watched every Survivor season. I don't remember that person. And then you look them up and you're like, oh, that person. Like Corinne and Eliza. They are two past survivors. Oh, you don't remember Chris and Brett? Chris and Brett, I remember. They're pretty recent. They met on Survivor, and now they're doing Amazing Race together. The other people are from Big Brother. Oh, brother. Which I have never watched, so I don't know that show. So there you have it. Survivor, Amazing Race, next season of Survivor. I think we've, we've, we've covered it all. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I... Do not have anything else. Nothing you've just been waiting to get on the air to say. (laughs) It's been two years. It's nice to be back on the island. And I am looking forward to seeing how this actually does play out in the end. Are we going to have a big finale that's exciting? Or is it just going to kind of trickle along at this unexciting pace with an unexciting victory. I like how your voice got less exciting as you went on. <laughs> yeah, there you have it, Ty. She didn't do any monologues over th- like a minute and a half long and also had like closing words prepared. She wasn't baffled. And I was like, anything else you want to say? <laughs> uh, let's see if Ty can earn a seat back next week here on the island. It's been Survivor th- Season 38, Edge of Extinction, Week 11, Awkward. I'm Taylor Gaines. Thank you for joining us. And remember, you might just stumble upon a million dollars in a tree. Have fun. Bye. Bye. On the island. 
Bible if you wanna hear it here on the island. You gotta talk about the soul if you wanna live here on the island. Are you gonna survive when you're gonna be a living a life on the island? And you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is uh, again. Hello. And oh, way too loud. Hello, and welcome back. No, nah, maybe too loud again. Look at. Hello, and welcome back to the whatever. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to On the Island. We are back again for Survivor Week number 11.